You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for May 18th. From the sky will come the Black Fortress, from the fortress will come the Slayers, to devour the planet of Krull. Then shall a girl of ancient name become queen, and the king she chooses shall rule the planet. At least, that is the abbreviated prophecy foretold in the science fiction fantasy film Krull in the summer of 1983, sagely recited by the late great Freddie Jones, who played Yanir, the wise one who assists Prince Colwyn on his journey to become a hero. But said prediction concerning the savior of Kroll was apparently important enough that it managed to be included in the operator's manual for the Kroll arcade game, which was released by Gottlieb on this day in 1983. The first movie tie-in arcade for Gottlieb was designed and programmed by Matt Householder and Chris Krubel, with a deadline of just 10 months to complete the game and have it out on arcade floors in time for the July 29th release date for the film. They started work on Krull in May of 82, with some graphic art assistance from Kubert co-creator Jeff Lee, and audio provided by David Teal, who managed to include a snippet of that stunning score by James Horner. The game was completed and ready to go into production by the end of February of 83. When Krull was released to the arcades of 1983, it had to fight for space on an already very crowded floor. Not only were classic arcade titles such as Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Qbert, Burger Time, and many more vying for the tokens of gamers, but there were other movie tie-in titles too, such as Bally Midway's Tron, which had been released in 1982 to no small amount of success, a video game allowing players to choose from four mini-games that represented moments from the film. Kroll seems to have taken a page from Tron, although it does not allow players to randomly select which minigame they wish to tackle next. Instead, it more or less follows the progression of events from the film. In the movie, Prince Colwyn locates the glaive in a cave. The arcade game, however, tasks the player to run up and down a mountainside in the first stage, attempting to dodge the continuous avalanche of boulders rolling down toward them, all the while picking up the five scattered pieces of the glaive. The second stage is the swamp level, a nod to the film where Prince Colwyn and his ragtag band of bandits are ambushed by the Slayers. In the game, the player has to attempt to rescue eight of these bandits, flinging the glaive at the Slayers the whole time. The third level is the fortress stage, and the player has to once again protect his army of bandits, thieves, and brawlers that are scattered about the Rocky Canyon level from the Slayers. The fourth stage is the hexagon level, a nod to the moment in the film where Prince Colwyn and his army are attempting to break into the Black Fortress the lair of the beast and his minions, the Slayers. The player must hurl their glaives at the hexagonal walls only when they are black, contending with the Slayers at the same time. With the fifth stage, Prince Colwyn comes face to face with the beast in his attempt to rescue Princess Lyssa. While the glaives will stun the towering foe for a brief second, the player's real goal is to avoid the bouncing fireballs and skirt around the beast to reach the princess. Doing so will allow Prince Colwyn's army to arrive and chase off the beast, restarting the game at stage 1 at a higher difficulty. So how did the Kroll arcade game perform? From the popular video game magazines of the day, it managed to rank as the 7th highest out of the top 10 popular arcade games upon its debut. In fact, it was the earnings in test markets that Gottlieb included in the flyers they sent out to arcade operators. 
In particular, they pointed out that in five test markets, the Kroll Arcade machine managed to take in an average of $211 a week for 41 weeks in a row. When all was said and done, Kroll the arcade game failed to find as much success as Tron or Atari's Star Wars arcade game. But for fans of the cult classic film, it remains a memorable entry in movie tie-in video games. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for May 18th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.